Wait, what? We're doing a podcast? What if nobody listens? What if everybody listens? What if I say something stupid? Aw, oh, jeez. Here we go. Hi, welcome to Salty with a Side of Sweet. I'm Trisha, and I'm going to be your host. Um, every couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing this podcast with one or more of my friends, and we're going to be talking about life and family and really just all the things that happen in our lives. Um, so hopefully you'll find us entertaining and relatable. So this week, um, our guest host is Ruth. Welcome, Ruth. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! So Ruth is one of my friends I've had for at least 10 years, right, Ruth? About at 10? least, if not closer to like 14. So here's the thing. When I have my guest host, my main thing is going to be that I ask them, what do you want to talk about? And so I asked Ruth, I'm like, okay, Ruth, you come up with a list of things you think would be good topics of discussion. I'll come up with a few things I think we have in common. Let's put it together. So then Ruth gives me this big ass list <laughs> of like a thousand well, yes. things. She gave me everything from keto to kids to mom clicks. I was like, what the fuck? We are going to be talking for like three hours, but we're going to condense it to a 30 minutes um, or it's going to be broken into multiple episodes. So, <laughs> well, I am kind of like a squirrel, so it could go either way. <laughs> it can, it can go multiple ways. It can go multiple. I mean, I would like to point out to our listeners. Um, hopefully we will have listeners. I want to point out that I called you, um, 20 or so minutes ago, just to be like, Hey, let's go over this. Just make sure we're all on the same page. And you and I rambled on and on for at least 20 minutes about all kinds of fun stuff that I was like, damn it. Why are we not recording this? <laughs> because it was hilarious. I'm like, this is good stuff here. Ruth telling stories about glitter bombs and, you know, all of her friends becoming vegetarians and leaving sticky notes around Hobby Lobby. I was like, this is podcast gold and I'm missing it. Well, speaking of podcast gold, I would like to interrupt and say, <laughs> if you are listening, because you will have listeners, please go and like I, I so. Will Teddy's. That is my podcast. It's Bible Studies Without BS. Mm -hmm. I literally took the B and the S off so that it becomes Bible Teddies. It's fruit born out of I am a woman who goes to Bible studies and mostly I want to throw the book against the wall or jump on it while screaming. This is stupid. Also, please go over to Facebook and like my page. I am Ruth Z-Man, Z-E-M-A-N. And uh, it says it's an author page because in theory... I have lots of manuscripts to be published and they will someday. <laughs> they just have to get out of your, your mind and onto a piece of paper or onto a computer or into the computer ethernet, whatever. Yeah. Into, into some sort of form where other people can appreciate it. Um, yes. Okay. Saying that it's trying to reconnect. Let's say, okay. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. I don't know. Maybe I'll find a space to do this closer to my router for this to work. I don't know. So we'll try and just jump right back into this. Um, so yeah. The first so the, one always feels crazy. And I'm, you know, I have a feeling like even if I got to 50, they would probably still feel just as insane. I did every, I feel like I did everything right. Like I turned off my notifications so that I have no idea if anyone's messaging me, I'm not getting email notifications. I plugged in headphones because it said you don't want to have any sort of feedback from other people talking. And here I am, stupid 
AT&T internet, whatever. So, okay. Good times. Good times. Yeah. So we talked about eyeball tutties, which I definitely did want to make sure that it got put out there that you do that. And, and is all that information Someday. on your Ruth Zeman Facebook page and all that stuff? Probably not. No, <laughs> it's sorely neglected because I've been in school the last year. Yeah. So I, I did want to talk about, so you, you talked about going to Bible study. So do yes. you have a regular Bible study that you go to? Is it through your church or? <clears throat> I used to, I took the semester off, but it was called mm -hmm. Friday moms. And it's mm -hmm. one of the most unique groups I've been a part of. Mm -hmm. um, it's about a hundred women in a room and they divide up into tables oh so that it's a manageable eight to 10 people per, per section. And then they read books and the books are selected by committee mm -hmm. and they're usually about, um, uh, okay, so I've started attending a Methodist church. I grew up Baptist. Mm -hmm. I actually technically grew up in a cult. And um, <laughs> good times, good times. Not an and essential then, oils cult, just a regular you know, good old-fashioned cult. Right. <laughs> um, David Koresh was linked to it, if you've maybe heard of his name. I do share this, but I forget who I've shared it with. But, uh, oopsies. That's amazing. So um, I was 24 when the FBI apparently needed to interview me as a survivor of a cult. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, that was fun. But uh, so Methodist is mm -hmm. the uh, opposing team to Southern Baptist. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I wouldn't go for a really long time. Um, mm -hmm. When we moved to Orlando, I visited probably 30 churches and hated all of them. I found one I really loved, but it was 45 minutes away. And it got to the point where it's just too far to drive when there's like 95 churches closer. Yeah. So I tried the church that's literally at my back door and it was Methodist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I discovered I really like most of what they do. Um, mm -hmm. For the most part, I'm pretty anti-religious these days, mm -hmm. which is interesting because I totally love Jesus. Right. Um, but I, I feel like people get really confused and wrapped around the pole of doing things a certain way. Mm -hmm. And they don't re realize that what they're doing is a kind of a superstitious behavior and has nothing to do with actual scripture. So I get really annoyed. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we were at a, another church and my daughter was there and she comes out of the Sunday school class. She goes, first of all, mom, they segregated us. We're high schoolers and they segregated us. And then the Bible study leader told us that as women, we needed to protect our dignity and stop wearing leggings. And it's my daughter. And she so said, she wore I leggings almost... every week, right? So she goes, no, we didn't go back to this church. She goes, I almost stood up and stripped down to my underwear to wave my clothes around and said, my dignity is my business. And young men need, be, need to be raised to, to keep their hands to themselves. Yeah. And it it's this culture of men aren't responsible for their own behavior. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we went to the Methodist church because I walked out of there going, I'm not going to a Southern Baptist church if they're going to tell me to stop wearing leggings. Yeah. They don't understand. They're comfortable. It's like being naked, but with clothes I, I, on. Listen, I kid you not. Half of my jeans are actually jeggings now. See? Once I discovered jeggings, I, I'm, I'm 
I'm a convert. I'm like, no, this is what I wear. And so now I'm very picky about my jeggings that they need to have real pockets in the front and in the back. Um, so this I I could be religious about. Yes. Yeah. So must have pockets. Yes. I, I hate, I feel like it's sexist that when we have jeggings that have no pockets, so we have clean lines. Any or the sort of... stupid, really nice pants where they sew the, the pockets shut yes. and they're fake. Yes, fake pockets. That. No, Mm-mm. give me a real pocket. Don't lie to me and pretend there's going to be a pocket there. Like, just don't even give me a pretend pocket. Either say there's no right. pockets or there are pockets. Yeah, absolutely. But yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I'm in part of this large group, which is essentially a women's clique. And they're not really there for edification of any sort they're there to um i don't know um there's always that whole 30 person who brings a casserole that tastes like dirt <laughs> and they're trying to with show the recipe card done oh my god yes <laughs> and then there's the mom who brings something like donuts and i always laugh at the donut person because nobody will touch women will not eat donuts in front of each other it's like if you see my lips touch a donut, then you will judge me for being fat, whether or not I'm a size zero for the rest of my life. And then of see, this is, the this is where I, I don't fit into that. I'm the one used to, like, because now I'm one of those freaks that's gluten-free, but it's because my body rejects gluten slightly now. Um, but sure, used sure. to, we believe I was... You. Oh my God, girl, I had a gluten. Oh my God. It was hard. So I gotten into this. I know this is a detour. I'd gotten into this habit of eating just like glutinous stuff every once in a while. Like I'd have pizza once a week. And then I got to where, okay, well I can have a grilled cheese on, you know, GMO free, you know, organic bread once a week, or I, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, I can I have a little bit of this and it's organic and it's GMO free. I can do this a little bit here and there. Well, then I got super comfortable with that. And then, you know, I was doing my hiking in Hawaii and I started eating, like I'd have a Whopper or I'd have burgers at McDonald's. Well, when you're hiking and you just burn 1200 calories, you can eat, like you could eat fucking you know a dozen crystal burgers and your body is going to process that like for real but if your you're body, not doing not my well, body if you were hiking and just burn 1200 calories it would like that's what i'm saying like anyone's body if you're just burned a thousand calories or whatever you can eat unless you have an allergic reaction to it you can eat whatever you want your body's going to to process it because that's what I'm our bodies do we're not allergic to food. You're not allergic no. to food, but this is what I I'm am. saying. So like I quit doing all of that kind of stuff, but then I kept eating like I was eating back then. And then it got really bad. And then I woke up one day and I, all I can describe it as, is a gluten hangover. I woke up and I had the worst headache of my life. And about every 30 minutes to an hour, I had to throw up. Uh, my whole body hurt. It was just the worst. And after about 24 hours, it passed and it dawned on me the day before I just 
eaten bread like no one's business. I had had donuts. I had had pizza. I'd gone out for a burger for lunch. I had had 20-year-old Trisha's daily diet. And 40-year-old Trisha did not appreciate it very much. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't I don't eat think gluten I've had anymore. bread in two years. Well, used to, it's pre-gluten-free, pre Trisha, would definitely have been like white on rice on donuts. I, I, I'm the one. Well, one, one <laughs> week, the Bible study leader was freaking out because she's like, we don't have enough ladies to bring breakfast. So we need to make the table look good, but I can only make three casseroles. Oh my and God. I told her, I've got it. Don't worry about it. I'll make sure the table looks full. Yeah. So I went to the, the grocery store. The, the grocery store has a cooperative thing with the church that if mm -hmm. we come at 10 o'clock at night, they'll give you all the leftover pastries that are more than three days old. Okay. So I brought, I don't know, five bags of bagels mm -hmm. and lined up a toaster. Nobody would eat them because but everybody's full free now. The table was gorgeous. It was full of food. Oh, my God. It was too funny. People. But I, I don't know who's really gluten-free because they need to be or who's gluten-free because it's popular. Yeah. Because just as many of them will, I'll, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, girl, let's go to lunch. And we'll go to lunch. And I'll find out that the reason they didn't eat breakfast is because they can't eat in front of other people. Mm, Which is no. weird because they can totally eat in a restaurant in front of people, but not yeah. in front of women in a ladies Bible study. No. If I, yeah. so if I was on a reality TV show, I would be that person that in every scene, I am somehow eating food, whether it is like a granola bar that I have stashed in my purse, or I'm going through the drive through at Starbucks and I'm getting a drink and those little egg popper thing. Like I would, I would be the one person on that reality show that was always putting something in my face that was always eating. I, I have no problem eating in front of other people. I just see and people would be having an intervention <laughs> for me. So there's that. <laughs> but eating is not the problem. Oh, I actually goodness. have started fa the IF fasting like a year ago. Mm -hmm. I think I like not eating more than eating. I feel better when I don't eat. Now, the, that's that intermittent fasting, right? The one yes. where you go, like, you eat, you have a six-hour window where you could eat, and then the other, what is it, 18 hours a day you don't eat. Well, it's different for everyone. And since, okay, so diabetes can be triggered by stress. Mm -hmm. Diabetes can be triggered by pain. And it's not just a um, dietary issue. And I got rid of gestational, I, I had gestational diabetes with Tyler. He's my youngest. And when he was going through a brain tumor, the stress of all that re-triggered diabetes. And I got rid of it about five years ago, only for it to come back when my tumor was diagnosed and I went through surgery. So mm -hmm. in order to not take diabetic meds, I discovered I could fast instead. So I actually fast almost every other day and usually Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So I mm. eat two days a week. Oh my gosh. On average. And I have found that I really feel so much better. But then we also discovered I'm allergic to everything. So I can't have dairy or soy oh. or wheat or corn. Oh my God. See, that's like right? half my diet right there. Half my diet <laughs> is like nachos. Like, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, 
I, I, I used to eat nachos chips, every day. The tortilla yeah. chips and, and the cheese and the salsa. Yeah. Like every day I make that at least once at some point throughout the day. So, all right, let's get back to the whole Bible city, the women, the, the, the group. So it, they divide up into these groups. You said tables of like eight or whatever. Is every table doing the same thing? Yes. All, we're all doing the same book. And, okay. and usually, and <clears throat> let's see here. Should I ask for forgiveness or just say it? Let's see just here. So it. usually we, we all get there and we compliment each other on the fact that we showered and we managed to show up, which is mm-hmm. you know, a very happy occasion. Mm-hmm. And then we get breakfast and mm-hmm. the leader who is a wonderful woman who manages to wake up and like do her hair in hot rollers every single day of her life. Mm-hmm. And she's gorgeous. And she gets up there. And she sings for us. She prays. Um, we usually have a speaker, but nine times out of 10, it ends up being her. And she's just like reading something that she says was part of her Bible study this week and telling us something sweet. And usually it's so precious. I kind of want to vomit a little. Mm. There is, I-, I love her to pieces and she is a good friend. Um, but Do you she's think one it's of exhausting people. being her? It might be. Um, she's also very generous, but she's also one of those people who are like, oh my gosh, I can't afford to go out for lunch today because I've decided to budget differently. Oh, Mm. and to be clear, it's because she's budgeting to go to the Bahamas. Okay. (laughs) Or, or her next trip to the Dominican Republic where she's going to be a missionary. She's like the committee member for nine committees, Mm -hmm. board members for nonprofits, Yeah. You know, I, I think that when I see people who do all of these amazing things, I'm like, God bless you because I can't, I don't have the energy. I don't have the desire. Um, I don't like people that much. It's like, I like the idea of helping people, but to actually, for some of these things to interact, I get exhausted. I get exhausted about four hours. I, I have probably each day, roughly four hours of interaction time. And when that four hours, whenever it hits, depending on how much caffeine I've had, whatever point that hits, I will just look at someone and I'm like, okay, I'll see you later. And I'll walk away. Right. Well, she's in charge of picking the Bible study material, even though it's technically a committee. It's just, Mm -hmm. she gets all the popular votes for her choice. And she gets up there and she talks about whatever precious moment she's had that week. While it is moms of all ages, it's not just mops. It's not just moms of preschoolers. Yeah. I don't think she's, I don't think she's relatable. And she picks a lot of things that she wants to do. So a lot of times, the reason I took this last semester off is because the book they were doing related to menopause. And I'm not, I'm not ready. And I don't even want to sit in a room and talk about it yet. No. I am going to be 44 in like 20 something days and that's great i feel like i'm 10 still yeah <laughs> occasionally that's, 18. that's like me having a teenager and and people wanting to talk about you know giving birth to their kids and and little kids and stuff and i'm just like yeah that's not really where i'm at anymore i don't and i don't even know, to, remember it and yeah, i wasn't on drugs like, then uh, <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> Right. It took a while. It took a while for you to get to that point. So then, (laughs) and do you ever think like when you were like, when I was young, I think about when I was younger, when my kids were younger and I did go to those groups and I tried so damn hard to fit in. 
Like I would right. see those people. I'm going to stop you right to- there okay. and say, no, no, you didn't. And that's why I loved you so much because but I, tried. I remember sitting across a table from you watching with you fiddle with your shoes, color. And I was thinking, why didn't I bring my colors? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the best way to do a meeting. And from that moment on, I brought colors. I, you and know, I sit next to each other. And they would, they would move us apart like we were five-year-olds. I just remember I wanted to fit in. I wanted to do the right thing. I was like, but you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Do you remember at yes. GK? And now I'm going to give it to is real. She was yes. always, she, she very much Blunt. was, you know, what you see is what you get, but she's also very much in tune with her faith with Jesus. She doesn't push it on you. She doesn't speak in like Bible ease, but she, she really, to me is a good example of how to be a Christian and still have fun and just be who you are. I didn't know her. I just, you know, we had just moved to, to Germany. I'd gotten invited to, to PWOC, which is Protestant Women of the Chapel. For anyone who doesn't know, you can look it up. It's a military church thing. So I'd gone to the Bible study and I'm meeting this woman for the first time and, and I'm saying hello. And she goes, do you smell that? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm thinking like she farted or something, right? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, no, Excellent. What, what are we doing here? And she goes, well, I just was at the store and I was wanting to try and find a new perfume. And so I started spraying them. And then I realized I shouldn't be spraying them all on me. And I have like six different perfumes on me and I'm afraid it's overwhelming. And I looked at her and I went, Oh, that, Oh yeah. I smelled that. I just thought we had like a stripper or a hooker around here somewhere, but that's you. Okay. And she starts dying laughing and I'm laughing and I'm thinking, you know, we're having a great time. Well, then we sit down and then she tells someone, she's like, she just asked if I was a hooker. And this is how she introduces me to these other people. You should have, I I swear to God, Rick, you should have seen the looks on their faces. Like I had just insulted their Virgin Mary at at the table. Well, she was equivalent, (laughs) Beth Moore equivalent of the community. So yeah. yeah. But you know, this is me. This is who I am. I'm going to say stupid stuff. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth sometimes. And it's like, you know, I'm, but the funny thing is, is she was never offended. She knew I was kidding around. It was other people who seemed to be offended on her part, like on her behalf. Like I am. Because they didn't know you yet. Yeah. Like I'm grievously <laughs> offended for her. I'm like, well, she doesn't seem offended, but whatever. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, that was the heart. I think that's probably why I'm not in a Bible study now is because I don't want, I don't, I never liked that feeling of living up to someone else's expectations of, like you said, like using bad language. I mean, I'm sorry. I do it sometimes and most of the time I know I'm doing it and, but there's the times I don't know I'm doing it. I'm just saying something. And I'm like, what if I'm in church and I suddenly say the word fuck about something and then everyone's I have done that. So they asked for prayer and they handed me the microphone because I volunteered and I thanked the Lord for a fucking awesome day. Oh yeah. Sunday morning. There you go. They never asked the congregation to pray again. (laughs) 
That was five oh. years ago, and they still haven't forgotten that. That's amazing. It's really yeah. funny, though, because they were doing that whole shamey bit where if you can't pray in front of other Christians, then you must be struggling in your personal walk with the Lord. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, for the love. Yeah. You're not my mom. Quit putting guilt on. For, yeah. We're not Catholic. Yeah. But anyway. No. Yes, no. I accidentally have prayed <clears throat> joyously. Yeah. It's, that's, I think that's my biggest thing is I don't, I don't want to be in a group where I feel like people are judging me because I don't fit their mold. And that's. Well, up until recently, I got to be a Bible leader at the mm-hmm. table and that, that's how I've figured it out. I, I, I am the leader at the table mm-hmm. and we usually start with little introductions and, and I like to tell the story about swearing at my house. So, you know, this, but yeah. Tyler was diagnosed with a brain tumor when he was seven. Mm-hmm. and when you find out your kid is dying of cancer, the F word is what you need. Right. So it, it, it spills out of you at the grocery store. And if it's not spilling out of you in F words, it's cr- you're crying everywhere. And I wasn't really afraid of him dying. I was just really pissed at first mm-hmm. because I thought we did everything right. I mean, we didn't watch little Einstein videos and <laughs> I'm pretty sure he ate glue, but I did my best. Yeah. Right. And uh, we lived in Germany, so he was nude a lot, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't relate <laughs> to a brain tumor. No. Um, he thought he was a dog for at least a year. So potty training was awkward because he had to run outside to take a dump. Oh my gosh. But, um, Kids. I was one of those moms that's like, well, we're not using diapers, so we'll figure out how to get indoors soon. Yeah. And we did. He's a very proudly potty trained 17 year old now. Yeah. But uh, Dobson in The Wonder of Boys says that uh, boys have a lot of testosterone and they need physically to get that out. And if they don't, it makes them angry. And I was seeing that in Tyler. Mm. It's also, um, I forget who wrote it, but um, the, what is it? The willful child. It's really popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I the strong will like, yeah. child. Yeah. It talks about teaching your kid to like punch a pillow because he's not supposed to punch girls. Mm-hmm. Well, Tyler needed to get out the anger of, I hurt all the time and I have a brain tumor mm-hmm. and we couldn't figure, he couldn't, he couldn't punch a pillow. It was and um, somebody goes, you should just teach him to say the F word because you use it often enough. So we did. <laughs> and I pulled up that video where um, I, I think it's Sprint or Verizon. It goes, can you hear me now? Can you hear me mm-hmm. now? Well, there's a video out there where it's the other guy going, I can hear you. Yes, I can mm-hmm. still hear you. Oh. <laughs> and at the end of it, he swears like for 15 minutes. It's, it's beautiful. It's British. So it, it's very creative. And um, Tyler and I sat around and we memorized it. I, I, I'm sad that I cannot remember it. Fucking fuckburger mm. is the only part of it I can ever seem to remember. But it was a bunch of shut. You fucking fuckburger. Mm-hmm. And it was hysterical. <laughs> and so when Tyler would get really, really mad, I'd set a timer and I'd say, you have to use the F word for the next two minutes. And it mm-hmm. has to be done creatively. And you can't sound like a little kid. So we started swearing and we got to the point where this was something we used as a stress relief. And then of course, as a teenager, he discovered that it doesn't phase me in the bit when he uses swear words. And so he's the most popular kid ever because his mom lets me use the F word. Mm -hmm. But um, 
he likes to drop it at the dinner table because it still manages to shock his dad. Yeah. I don't know how he's been here the whole time, but um, (laughs) sometimes my sweet husband is a pansy and he rolls up his skirt and goes, ew, don't use language like that. (laughs) We should mention my husband was in the army. Yeah. 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 We swear to me. I'm like, you You worked on the flight line for four years. How How am I offending you right now? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. But when your I kid's diagnosed with cancer or when you find out you have a bone tumor and they want to amputate your leg, the best word mm-hmm. in the book is fuck. Yeah. And I usually introduce myself that way. And I usually lose about five people at my table. And then it gets mm-hmm. around what's happened. And about 10 more people show up. <laughs> and so it's worked out See, really well. I don't go to a big enough church for that. I, I, I go to a really small church. Well, I've been reprimanded frequently and they come Mm -hmm. over to my house and they, they often, they often bring cookies to which I get to tell them I'm not eating today, which is always awkward because Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm you're rejecting our peace offering because we're going to, we're going to call you on the carpet now. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I've actually been kicked Mm -hmm. out of two churches for it too, but that's a story for another day. Um, Yeah, but, we've gone you know, through a lot of stories now. I just realized. When you get a text <laughs> that your kid is in lockdown because of a school shooter, and this has happened, oh and we were actually in Bible study, oh my I, God. Uh, you need no. more than the superstitious stuff that happens. Yeah. And you need more than being a worry wart. And you can't just turn to your essential oils and start breathing, which yeah. literally happened at my table. A woman pulled out her little vial that was mm-hmm. marked anxiety relief and started sticking it up her nose and breathing deeply mm. and i said you know we're christians we we are literally told we have a power to save let's use it yeah and they were all like well what does that mean it means that we tell god we're scared lord we're fucking scared right now our kids are in lockdown and we're we don't know what's going on can you send us a sign that you're they're okay can you show us your peace in a real way? Can you, I don't know, Lord, help. That was my prayer. And I can't not even two imagine. seconds later, everybody's cell phone dings. It's their kids going, well, they shut the school down, but we can still text mom. And it's, it is a real shooter, but they've already got him on the ground. And they sent videos mm. and we got to see it happening. And the kids were all fine. And they were mm. like, how come nobody else thought of praying? Yeah. So I did get in trouble because I used the F word in that prayer. And and they the whole Bible study seemed to miss the point. Yeah. Why didn't anybody else think in those terrifying moments to hang on to the anchor that is God? And that's yeah. probably one of the major reasons why I started Bible studies, because we turn to essential oils before we anchor ourselves in truth. Yeah. And often, I think it's because church has gotten away from telling us what to do. But the oil ladies, they will tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> they will tell you to spray thieves on your steering wheel so that it stays clean. And that your hey, cell phone probably knock- has poop. Don't knock that thieves. I, I do like that thieves. I, I did try it once or twice when, when I first got my stuff. It worked pretty good. It's too damn expensive. I, I swear. That's right there too expensive too expensive well for the person suffering for germophobia it's a good price but a lot of times we're not giving something that practical for what we need each day all right so that was my high horse i will come down off my soapbox 
what else would you like to cover? We all Uh have them though. We all have our things that we're passionate about, you know? Oh, I'm passionate about coffee too. And when we get down to it, I I am actually passionate about marijuana for cancer. I don't know anything about coffee or marijuana. (laughs) I don't know. I don't. I don't. I feel like I should. I feel like, so I've told people the best way, like I've been asked, you know, because I do have different points of view about different things. And I have been asked, you know, like, are you actually conservative? Okay. So I consider myself a little bit of a hippie conservative, you know, it's like I have very much hippie tendencies when it comes to live and let live, but I'm also very conservative when it's like what I want my government to, to lord over me, you know? And so it's, I don't, I feel like as the hippie part of me should know more about this marijuana, but um, the military spouse side of me is like, nah, we'll just stick with our, um, you know, Advil, ibuprofen. <laughs> well, and know. my disclaimer would be, I, I had a bone cancer and yeah. it left me with fried nerves and I'm paralyzed that- from the knee down on one side. Mm. And, um, Sometimes it wakes up and that's the equivalent of being lit on fire, like for reals, you know, and, and that's, to me, I feel like for anything, it's like how, you know, I can't talk about people who've had cancer. I can't say whether or not a medication, I've never had cancer, you know, and I had no awareness until I did. Yeah. I've I've (laughs) never had like, like you're talking about this, this pain, this chronic pain. I've never had chronic pain. I've never had migraines. You know what I'm saying? So my favorite military spouse example is when civilian wife wants me to either pray for her or hold her hands, or she gets super upset because her husband's going away overnight. Yeah. And I'm in the middle of a year deployment and they've forgotten that I haven't seen him in nine months. And so she is distressed and losing it over one night. And that's how I feel a lot of times that we become disconnected from how other people are walking through life. Well, Ruth, I'm, we're going to, we have so much, we've already talked about so much. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so, so much for being my first victim. I can't express my gratitude enough. And, you know, if this thing keeps going, if I get more than, you know, 10 episodes under my belt and we keep doing this, I may have you on again, uh, you know, for to either expand on one of these topics or talk about something else. And I feel well, like I, if, I feel like if I did book. about your book, well, see, there you go. Hopefully you'll have at least your first one published on the, the Amazon and we can talk about I one of those. Self-publishing a Bible study on unicorns. Mm-hmm. And I am looking for an agent still for the manuscript called Learning to Swear, which is Mm -hmm. Tyler's story. Oh, nice. Is that just the book or is that a Bible study? Oh, no, that's just a book. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a nonfiction fictional take on Tyler's brain tumor story. And it has a companion comic book right now. Okay. because Tyler wrote his version, too. Oh, nice. I feel like we could do like a whole nother hour if we wanted to, honest to God. Except that I have to go to the bathroom because <laughs> coffee. All right. Well, thank you, Ruth. And take care. And I will see you around Facebook. All right. Sounds great. All right. Bye. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. 
Any comments or suggestions can be sent to salty with a side of sweet at gmail.com. And our theme music is called Welcome to the Show by Kevin McLeod. 